Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Thank you for joining me today. I woke up with a little bit of an edge. I usually don't wake up uh, cranky. <laughs> I don't know if cranky's the word. I have an edge. That's what it is. I have a little bit of an edge today. It's like, uh, it's like, uh, first, we lost Farah, like actually lost her. Um, I was on my way back from the gym and Jeremiah called me and said, hey, uh, there's like a bunch of feathers in the front yard. Like, yeah, the ducks, they shed their feathers constantly. There's white feathers. He's like, nah, these are like brown feathers. So I'm like, shoot. <clears throat> so I called my cleaning lady and because uh, she's at the house. She usually comes Mondays, but she had a procedure and then was recovering Tuesday and then had to come yesterday. So I called my cleaning lady. I'm like, Becky, can you please go outside and tell me what the situation is in the front yard? She goes out. She's like, oh, geez, Mike, there's, there's handfuls of feathers all over the yard. <laughs> That's what she sounds like. She, I love her to death. But she got that, you know, she got that accent, that New Englander accent. And uh, so <clears throat> I go home and there's feathers just like somebody plucked a chicken in my front yard. I'm like, damn, right in, right in the front yard? Whatever it was, I don't know if it happened in the morning, but like, I don't know if she was out there early because she didn't go back into the, because she's the one that hasn't been going back into the coop. But uh, now I'm like, dude, which one was it? So I go back, you got the two lighter girls, the Issa Browns, and then you've got the, what I think are Rhode Island Reds, which are Harif, which is Farah backwards because they both look the same. And then Penelope, who's very distinct. Her comb kind of, she got, she used to be the runt, and now she's the biggest one. She's the mama hen. So I see those four, and then the ducks. Oh my God, oh man. And the last, the last image I have in my head of her was uh, when I put her downstairs at the makeshift hospital. Uh, and like there's like a closet like it's, it used to be Sarah's room uh, but she moved out a little bit ago with her with her friend let's call uh, and uh, yo she was just nuzzled up in there on the ground on a mat I'd put in there a little water dish and some scrambled eggs for her. so her last day she had fun she got to roam free she got to get special hospital treatment and sleep for a whole day and uh so rest in peace Farah. but so that's not why i mean that could be why I'm, I'm waking up a little bit of an edge but it's like uh you know you when you're it's like i have to listen to my own advice you know what i mean when you get pressed on all sides like every every day like if you want to do really big things you're going to have really big problems and it's constant it's constant that's why maintenance in terms of your mind body and spirit is so important i can't someday you know i'll really let you guys know what's going it's not just legal stuff there's like three or four other things going on right now that i just i can't even i won't talk about until i get through them and get to the other side but you know, when I, as I talk to you guys, I sit here and I realize 
And, you know, the first thing I hear, so let's talk about how you manage uh, difficult seasons in your life. Because right on now, these people lose their dog. Okay, now they're jogging with their dog. Um, how to manage difficult seasons in your life. Because you're going to go through seasons, you know, and, and for me, I don't know how it is for you guys. Maybe we just don't notice when one thing is a little off or going as we perceive to be wrong. But for me, when things go wrong, it's four or five things at once, and they're all major. And what happens is, is I find myself being spread very thin. I'm very task-oriented, and I can bang things out one after another after another after another. But when you're dealing with really big problems, it's like Hercules fighting the Hydra. You cut one head off, and two more come. You guys ever seen that? You know, the old school Hercules, the the one with the, I don't know if it's Disney, I imagine probably Disney. You know, that's one of my older, that's one of my favorite, like, old school Disney movies. But now Disney, you know, they're a bunch of perverted psychopaths. But, um, you know, back when Disney was Disney, like Mulan and Hercules and, like, the messages were good. Like, heroism and manliness and overcoming obstacles and like the beauty and the beast and you know what I'm saying like like good movies with good wholesome messages right not hey let's get some trans non-binary handicapped lesbian to uh, play Snow White also she's black <laughs> and the seven I posted a meme yesterday it said off white the seven diversity hires Instead of Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Off-White and the Seven Diversity. It's so clear what they're doing. I know you're going to think... Some of you are going to think I'm crazy when I talk about replacement theory. Replacement theory is that they're trying to get rid of white people. And it's very clear. They had a, they had a fashion show in France. Which if you know what's going on in France right now. They flooded France with immigrants. And now all these immigrants are revolting and trying to kick all the white people out of... Europe has effectively been invaded without a single declaration of warfare. You can't walk down the street in London anymore with your watch on. You're going to get stabbed by some immigrant from a third world dump. You know what I mean? It's not a race thing. I'm not saying it's a race thing. I'm just telling you like it is. Sweden's been overrun by a bunch of psychopathic rapist immigrants. Uh, you know, look at what's happening in France right now. You know, now you got The Little Mermaid, black, uh, Tinkerbell, black, um, some prince, some other princess or like a, a matriarchal figure in one of the Disney f uh, films was made black. Uh, and now you got Snow White. She's not black. I don't know what she is, but she ain't white. Right? And then they turned around and complained that the lady that's playing uh, Pocahontas isn't dark enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're, it's literally they're trying to blackwash everything. They, they are literally trying to get rid of white people. And in France, they had a fashion show where these black women were parading around with white babies on skewers. Like white baby dolls skewered like through, like like a kebab. Go, go ahead, look at my story. It's right on there. It's just literal pictures from the family. Oh, that's a conspiracy. There's, yeah, no, they are... White, the white population is about to become a major minority in the next 20 to 30 years. Um, and we're going to see, you know, it's just, it's not, it's not good, man. It's, the, it's, 
it's it's evil what's happening. There's nothing wrong with black people. There's nothing wrong with brown people. That's not what I'm saying. What I do have a problem with <clears throat> is our policies like affirmative action. I do have a problem with black uh, models parading around with white babies skewered and attached to their bodies. Imagine, imagine if uh, a white supermodel came out and she had a bunch of black baby dolls skewered like a kebab. Uh, oh, you know, it's it's you gotta you gotta wake up and start looking around. But that's not what I wanted to get into today. I'm sorry, we derailed there. What I did want to get into is, you know, it's like fighting the Hydra. <laughs> so all the way back to what we were saying before. You cut one head off and two more pop up. And then you cut those two heads up and it's exponential. Now four are there. You cut the four off and then there's 16. You know what I mean? And uh, that's kind of like, it's, it's, uh, it's almost like uh, I try to think of it like a game because it is. I look at it as like the devil's trying to, so that's another thing I try to wrestle with is, is two things. Number one, the devil's trying to break me. Number two, God's putting me through the necessary tests to make me the man that I need to be. So there's a healthy balance of um, competitive edge, drive, motivation, and determination, but also humility and reverence for the lessons that I'm learning as I go through these vicissitudes in my life. Do you understand what I'm saying? Uh, there's a balance there. And I think you can go too far on the competitive side. And I think you can go too far on the, whoa, I'm just going to sit here and let God teach me his lesson. Yes, we should be receptive to God's lessons. But that doesn't mean that we sit around and be entirely inactive. You see what I'm saying? So how do we deal with uh, seasons in our life where we're fighting the Hydra? And it seems like no matter how many heads we chop off, more appear. I think number one, and the obvious one, uh, is God and strengthening your relationship with God. I just wish, and they, they could probably see, I just wish that the people... Um, and the, the demons <clears throat> that have been coming after me for the past two and a half years, three years of my life could see how much better they're making me, how much closer to God. Like, I'm in better shape than I've ever been. I'm in bit, And that's what I have to remember, and that's going to be point number two, so we'll touch on that. But strengthening your relationship with God is number one. Trials, tribulations, and obstacles should bring you closer to God should make you have a more intimate relationship with God should make you fall even deeper in love with God and uh, you know there's it's when the buzzing like I you know my wife knows I get a buzzing in my head the buzzing in my head is when I get a phone call, then a text, then an email, then another phone call, then a text, then an email, and it's like bad, 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 bad. I get this buzzing in my head where it's like the, it's all so loud that, you know, what I've noticed recently is then when it starts to get really loud like that, I've been much better at sitting down and being quiet and connecting with God, and then there's peace. There's peace, there's clarity, there's uh, definiteness of purpose. 
So I can't imagine somebody, and you see what happens to people when they go through things and and I'm not perfect, I make mistakes, you know, there's been a few times where I'm like, all right, I'm gonna have a couple beers now to get this buzzing to quiet down. Um, You know, but generally, the past, if I were going through what I'm going through right now, four years ago, I'd be in jail, without a doubt. Without a doubt, I'd be in jail. Or something, or gone. I don't know where I'm, or dead. You know, I don't, I don't know. I know that me four years ago wouldn't have been able to handle everything that I'm dealing with that's on my plate right now. Like I said, it's like three or four big things. Something legal, something with a certain government agency that will remain unnamed for now. Uh, and then just a couple business things that are going on. And uh, that brings me to number two, which is gratitude. You know, I, whenever I get frustrated, I kind of like, dude, stop being a brat. Like, look at what I was saying before. I'm in better spiritual shape than I've ever been. I'm in better physical shape than I've ever been in my life. I'm better off financially than I've ever been. You know, I can remember even when I was making $800,000 a year, like every, like every two weeks I would overdraft my account because I was spending so much. I was going so hard in the business, spending so much money on the business. Like, dude, I've been, I'm just very thankful for where I'm at financially because that have not having to worry about money and having an abundance of money. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. Money doesn't buy happiness. It certainly made me a little bit happier. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I'm in a better spot financially than I've ever been. I've got better connections now than I ever had before. You know, I've got a really, really strong legal team. I've got an accountant who was a former former Navy SEAL. I uh, cooked the books for General Electric. You know, this guy that he holds me very accountable. Like he gives me homework and holds my feet to the fire. Um, I've, I've, I feel now I'm strengthened inwardly better than I've ever been before. I've got an amazing daughter and another baby on the way. And my relationship with my wife is better than it's ever been. You know, um, you know, when we fight now, it's like earth shattering where it used to be. We fought every single day. Now, when we do fight once every couple of months, it's like it really messes with both of us because it happens so, it doesn't happen anymore. I've got better relationships in business. I've got better business opportunities. You know, we're about to start another, we're, we're finishing up another partnership right now that I'm just so, we just got off of a call with legal yesterday. You know, I created a company that has an eight-figure valuation in a year, in a year and a half. Eight-figure valuation in a year and a half. You know how often that happens? It doesn't. You know what I mean? I'm not saying it to brag. I'm just saying I'm thankful. I've got really, really good business partners. I've been able to see people be fiercely loyal to me to a fault. Yeah, I was talking to a girl yesterday that, you know, worked with me for a bit. She's, you know, we, I was just, I was thinking about how thankful I am for the loyalty um, of the people that I have in my life now. My circle's gotten much, much smaller, but it's gotten so much stronger. I don't have, 
I'm not surrounded by negativity and gossip like I used to be for years and years and years when I worked in the life insurance field. I'm not surrounded by backstabbers anymore. I'm like literally surrounded by like the best people I could possibly have. God has put such strong people in my life. Because at the end of the day, the biggest thing you should be looking for in your, at least for me now, what I look for in people is self-sacrificial loyalty. Meaning that people that will be loyal, even if it costs, it's not loyalty unless it costs you something. Let's just, let's just stop there. You might think you're loyal just because you don't do something bad to somebody. That's not loyalty. That's just basic decency. Loyalty is self-sacrificial. Hold on, I gotta put that on my story. So, sorry, I'm chewing. It is a dirty habit. I got little flakes of tobacco all over my car, spit bottles. It's a very dirty habit. I need a, I need a cleaner administration method. Just gonna mainline in my testosterone and my vitamin D and glutathione injections. I'm just gonna get like, dude, you see you know how sick you would get? You get such a head rush and then probably die. <laughs> but loyalty self-sacrificial. Anyway, so number one, keep your relationship with God. Number two, maintain perspective through gratitude. So number one, stay close to God. Number two, maintain perspective through gratitude. Number three is maintain yourself, your mind, your body, and your spirit. If you are strong and I don't know that you can truly, like, it's very difficult to be strong in spirit if your body's falling apart. And there are many people that deal with major physical ailments that are that that have made them very strong in spirit. So I wouldn't say that they're mutually exclusive. I would say that. Uh, I would say I think it's probably easier to be strong in spirit if you feel good. I'm not saying you got to be able to deadlift 700 pounds like me. That's not. I'm not saying that. You don't need to have a six-pack. But you do need to take care of your body. And I think it's honorable to God to care for the temple. I mean, it does say, phys- it says physical exercise profits a little. It says a little. It says it is profitable. It doesn't say in the Bible that some people take that verse and like, oh yeah, God doesn't care about you know our what we do with our bodies. You know what I mean? As long as we're living a life that's honorable and pleasing to him. Well, why would we not be honorable with the vessel that he gave to us to live in. You know what I mean? It's like, it's like, you know what I mean? If God gives me a house to rent, I'm not going to trash it. You know, how is that, how is that being, how is that being respectful towards God, trashing the house he gave you to live in? Because that's what this is. This body is a temporary house that we have while we're here on earth, the unregenerate earth. And yeah, our bodies aren't perfect and we need to put to death the flesh, but I think we need to take care of the the houses that we're renting from him. You know what I mean? So there's that. Um, And then number four, and this kind of ties into what I already talked about with loyalty, but you you need to surround yourself with good people. You need to surround yourself with good people. Um... 
it's like, uh, and I think going to church is very, very important. And this ties into like taking care of your body. Somebody's car alarm's going off right next to me. I don't know if you can hear that, but, um, you know, a lot of people are like, I don't need church. I don't, I, I don't need church. And I, it just going to church every week is such a refresher for me. I don't need church. You know, God's everywhere. Well, you know what? There's water in the atmosphere, but when you need a drink, you go to a source of water. Boom. There you go. Sorry. I mean, it's scare you. You know, God's, yeah, God's everywhere, but you need to go to the source. You know, and the church is his body. The church is the body of Christ. So, um, what's up, Jacob? My buddy that I had dinner with the other night's leaving the gym. So, I think surrounding yourself with good people will also help you get through difficult times. You know, so that's that's what I got for you guys today. All right, hey, I love you guys. I'm going to go smash a lift, get a haircut. Then we got another dinner for First Line Defense, get the software planned out and all that. I love you guys. Let me know, as always, if there's any way I can serve any of you. Have a good day. Bye-bye.